Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Melissa Mason. It's Monday. We're feeling fresh and bright. You've got we like are. a beautiful suit on and like a matching set. We're have, a fashion well, podcast now. Well, do you know what? <laughs> I have to say, the biggest hack for dressing up these days, it's called like pyjama suiting. It's yes. been around for a couple of years, but it's my favourite thing. You look like you're trying, but actually I could literally go to sleep in this. It That's does look comfy. comfy. I haven't quite got on that. I sometimes think if you're really tall with massive boobs and you wear the pyjama trend, it does look like you're in pyjamas, <laughs> like it looks a bit messy. But if anyone else is making that work, let me know. I love or a fashion pod sometimes. I know. I love that sometimes we just veer into fashion. But anyway, speaking of more serious things, over the weekend, Army Hammer gave his first interview about the allegations that came out about him a few years ago and kind of went into what had happened behind the scenes in his life since his big cancellation. hate using that word. We've got some really strong thoughts on that and we're going to get into that. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. Well, the 2023 Grammys are taking place as we're recording. So, you know, all the action is still happening. We've had a kind of a good red carpet. There's been a few exciting looks, mm-hmm. not as over the top as it used to be, I feel. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think the biggest one so far that's kind of made the biggest splash is Sam Smith and Kim Petras, who are with like a group of mm. other performers. They look like they're in a satanic cult. Yes. I love. They're all wearing matching red outfits. Sam Smith has a walking stick and they're wearing a veil. It's all very, and Kim Petra's also got a vet. She's like a murderous bride look. Yeah, it's kind of giving like Cruella DeVille vibes, yes. like an evil genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are saying Taylor Swift looks too boring. I think mm-hmm. she looks fine. Yeah, she's fine. She's wearing the blue sequin two-piece. She's got a full fringe she red never goes. She never goes very hard, though. She never no, really dresses. I think dresses. that's not her look. Yeah. But she's got the fringe of my dreams, the yes. red lipstick of my dreams, and earrings the size of dinner plates. I was like, how do we look so different but have the same style <laughs> at the same time? <laughs> black China's. she's wearing all black which is on brand, but also kind of looks like, I want to say like a showgirl cross chicken. Yes. It's like, where's the line between showgirl, pizzazz and literally look like a chicken. Exactly. It's just kind of a very different vibe to what everyone else is doing. But I think my favorite on the red carpet so far out of all the pictures we've seen is Lizzo, Mm -hmm. who always goes over the top opulent, but doesn't feel like she's doing it 
to just make headlines. It feels like that's actually what she wants to wear. And yes. so she's got like, someone said it's like midsummer chic because she's got like, she's all in orange and she's got the full floral, yes. like a cape bonnet on. And also yes. a close up of her nails. They're like full on 3D floral applique things that have been stuck to her nails. Like yes. she's gone full she out. She always does this. She always like thinks of every little detail. And I do agree. I f- it feels like it's coming from her, not from yeah. the stylist. I feel like she's like, no, no, everything needs to be thought of. I'm going to spend two and a half hours at the nail salon yeah. just so I have matching nails to my dress. Exactly. And I love the photos on the red carpet where she's got the full cape on and all the flowers. You just see her little cute yeah. face peeking out. Yeah. She's also made headlines because just at a pre-Grammys event, she hard launched, which was the caption, her boyfriend, Mike Wright, who everyone kind of knew they'd been dating mm. for over a year, but it's the first time that she'd really posted him and said, this is my boyfriend. That's so attractive. Yeah. We were saying this morning, just two hot people doing hot like, things. Way too hot. Yeah. Love that for them. And our very own Chelsea McLaughlin is recapping the Grammys in their entirety. So we'll link that in the show notes and she'll have all the big moments there. So if you read Prince Harry's memoir, Spare, over the holidays, or if you're like me and you're just getting through it now, (laughs) you still would know one of the biggest tea spills is that he lost his virginity to an older woman, quote, behind a pub, which is perfect Prince Harry energy to me, honestly. He goes into really vivid detail about this in the book. And look, spoilers if you don't want to know before you get to the bit, but honestly, like, come on, you've seen the headlines. But this is the section. Take a listen. Inglorious episode with an older woman. She liked horses quite a lot and treated me not unlike a young stallion. Quick ride, after which she'd smack my rump and set me off to graze. Among the many things about it that were wrong, it happened in a grassy field behind a busy pub. Okay, so that was like quite literally one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever listened to besides the bit where he talks about his penis and yeah, the sensitivity. that scene from the book is so burned into my brain because <laughs> I decided to listen to the audio version just yes. to have it in his own words. Yes. And the part where he talks about mounting her. Yes, why are we uh, doing the horse references? It was, don't, lo- it was a lot to take in. Don't, Harry. It just was the most unsexy it, thing. It keeps going. It's like, yeah. you know, she loves horses <laughs> then it's like I'm mounting her and then rump and I just and don't stop. on the rump. Yeah, stop. But look, the woman who is behind this story is now talking and she's revealed herself in an interview with The Sun titled, My Royal Romp, I'm the older lady who took Prince Harry's virginity. It was only five minutes. I did slap his bum, did in capitals, <laughs> which I love, and I remember his underwear. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the Sun's headline, you got to hand it to them. The no, headlines really are incredible. Anyway, her name is Sasha Wampole. She's 40 and she fully details like their walk from the pub to the field. There's a map in this story that will show you their like oh. little, you know, Put that on your walk. tourist list next time you go to London. <laughs> but this is what she had to say. I don't mind Harry writing that it was inglorious in his book. It wasn't that glorious. We were drunk and having sex in a field. It's never going to be glorious. I didn't know Harry was a virgin at the time. It wasn't until probably the next morning when I actually thought about it. I was a bit... Oh, no, not because of him being a prince. It was just the fact that I'd slept with one of my friends and it was Harry. Then it kind of dawned on me that perhaps he was because, obviously, he'd never really had a girlfriend, I suppose, that I knew of. You know, it was just a, a quickie in the field. So... Harry was 17 at the time. She was 19. So she's hardly an older woman. Yeah, she's that was like, the most misleading thing. That's <laughs> yeah. why everyone thought it was Elizabeth Hurley and she had I to know. come out and say, it's not me. Two I years know. older is nothing. <laughs> Again, Harry, why? Anyway, apparently it happened after they'd had 10 shots of tequila, Baileys and Sambuca. Have you heard anything more teenage than that? Oh, Sambuca, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to touch Sambuca again. She said he was wearing boxes. There was no chatting, no words. It was exciting that it was happening. It was exciting that it was happening like the way it was. We were away for 15 minutes 
minutes, but the sex was about five minutes. Like she goes into a lot of detail yeah. in this. And so the big question here is like why is she coming forward? Because she then says that the scrutiny was like a ticking time bomb. She says, I was shocked and feel like he had brought this to my door. I don't understand why he went into such detail. He could have said he lost his virginity and left it at that, but he described how it happened in a field behind a pub. And that's fine if you're not the other person involved. But if you're me, then you suddenly feel as if your world is getting a little bit smaller. He's done this to my privacy. I was going to keep my head down and not talk about it. If it wasn't in the book, none of this would be happening. And she said that no one had warned her and that he could have found her and talked to her about it. She said, I was shocked and didn't know what to think. I hoped it would go away, but it didn't. I wanted to take control of this before it took control of me. I kept it a secret for more than 21 years because it came from a good place. It was just a nice, funny thing that happened when we were teenagers after a night of shots. And she specifically says... I don't really seek fame or fortune. If I was going to talk about it, I wouldn't have done so a long time ago. I have really conflicted thoughts about this because when she came out and I saw this interview, I thought you could have kept that a secret. And Mm. maybe, obviously, I'm not in this woman's life. I don't know what's happening. Maybe she did feel like someone's about to blow her cover. But I feel like it was such a nondescript thing and everyone, there's all these names that were floating around around who this woman was. Her name was never on any of those. We never saw her in this part of this royal circle. I honestly think she could have just kept quiet and no one would have linked her to this because as they kind of – media storm around the memoir dies down and Harry and Meghan do other things, no one's going to be hunting this woman down. No. Like, I'm not, I'm like, obviously, she's very much entitled to, I'm assuming she got paid for this. Like, yeah, she's very much entitled sure she did, to yeah. get out there and make money off this and tell her side of the story. Like, that's all fine. But this idea that it was a ticking time bomb and she had to out herself, that mm. doesn't really that's sit I mean. right with me. Yeah. Just own the fact Just that you wanted it. to be part of the story. And every other woman named in his book got, like, a lot of chapters and details and named and maybe she kind of thought this was her chance to get in there and tell her side of the story. I don't know. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Just to know that this next segment deals with allegations of rape and sexual assault and could be upsetting for some listeners. If this brings up any issues for you, please call Lifeline Australia on 13 11 14. So Army Hammer, a name that we thought might not be popping up on this podcast again, mm. has resurfaced in a very big way over the weekend because he has given his first interview since the Me Too allegations and all that sort of stuff that happened to him a couple of years ago for a publication called Airmail, which what is that? <laughs> okay, I'm like, am I the person who know about this? Like, is this an in-flight magazine? <laughs> it's got it plain as the logo. It's now going to be like the most famous website in the world. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone's going there and everyone's like picking up this interview. I guess maybe he wanted a slightly easier time than say somewhere like the New York Times yeah, or something. Yeah, they probably gave him quite a lot of like control over the narrative of what it was going to come out. It does feel that way. So it's called Army Hammer Breaks His Silence. No one's really sweating over that headline. It feels like you just <laughs> threw it on there. No, no, we're not being mean. And then it goes into say, two years after some of the most shocking allegations of the Me Too era lit up the internet and destroyed his career, the actor has finally decided to tell his side of the story. So they kind of go into a little bit of background around all the movies he'd been in and who he was, that sort of thing, kind of painting a picture of him as this Hollywood golden boy. And then they 
they say that at the beginning of 2021, he put out this really defiant Twitter message, which is something I feel like hadn't kind of been picked up, but just feels important because they're kind of really highlighting it, that he said, 2021 is going to kneel down before me and kiss my feet because this year I'm the boss of my own year. Just a few days after that, his name started trending across all different social media sites. Mm. And he said it started happening on a global scale. And then I think this is where a lot of us kind of got our introduction to this story because this is my first memory of this happening is when that anonymous Instagram account called House of Effie, remember yes, that? It's remember still that. active on Instagram at the moment. It kind of goes on and off. But this Instagram account who was later linked to a woman, they started posting screenshots of what appeared to be direct messages sent by Army Hammer describing sexual fantasies involving rape, bodily mutilation and cannibalism in a really intense way. After that, Army Hammer didn't kind of address it at all, but he did release a statement in January saying he had dropped out of the movie Shotgun Wedding. So that's the one that's making headlines oh, yes, at the moment. Yes, yeah, oh, the that's timing the Jennifer, of this interview. Yeah, I know, right? So that's the Jennifer Lopez yes. movie. Jennifer Coolidge is in it. Josh Dumel came in and like took over from him. But even at the time, he just said, I'm not responding to these bullshit claims, but in light of what's happened, I cannot in good conscience now leave my children for four months to go and shoot this movie right. overseas, which at the time everyone kind of assumed that he had been fired or asked to step away. This is mm. kind of a cover. But nothing really came out about that. But then on top of the House of Effie stuff, a lot of other women started coming forward. Some of them were just talking about his fetishes and how much they'd been taken off guard by them or how they'd been uncomfortable. But then the Los Angeles Police Department opened an investigation into Army. So this is in March for sexual assault. And she went on to say, on April 24, 2017, Army Hammer violently raped me for over four hours in Los Angeles, during which he repeatedly slapped my head against a wall, bruising my face. So there's so much more to all these allegations and we will link the piece so you can read, you know, what's been said. But it's important to note that Army Hammer at the time completely denied this, mm. but his reputation was shot and his wife spoke out about it. They separated. He was dropped from all of his projects and people thought he was working at a hotel in the Cayman mm, Islands, I remember the that. Canary Islands, and kind of really dropped out of public space. And he's now come back with this interview, which feels like he's left enough time now between the allegations. As far as we know, he hasn't been charged of anything yet. So I wonder if this is his way of trying to get back into the entertainment world. And there's a few things he leans on very heavily in the article. He speaks up about being a member of the BDSM community, but says that it's all about consent. And he understands that as a Hollywood actor, he might have had a power imbalance, but goes on to say, I would never have thrust this upon anyone unexpectedly. And basically says that all of his partners were willing participants in his sexual fantasies and he wanted to take those sexual fantasies away from his marriage. He also talks about the fact that he attempted suicide while quarantining in the Cayman Islands, saying he walked down to the oceans from as far as he could and hoped that he either drowned or was hit by a boat or eaten by a shark and then decided he couldn't do that to his kids. He also talks about being bankrupt, saying no one will hire me, no one will insure me, I can't get bonded for a project, nothing. No one will touch me because if they hire me, then they are the people who supported abusers and they're liable to get cancelled themselves because this fire is burning itself through town. And when they throw someone like me on the fire to protect themselves, what they don't realise is they're making the fire bigger. 
his name gets lumped in with other celebrities who have done drastically different things. Like two of the names that have come up are Ellen DeGeneres and Chrissy Teigen, who have had their own kind of public cancellations mm. in a way. And, you know, obviously there were some bad things that happened there. And I'm sure the people who work for them or the people that Chrissy Teigen was abusing on Twitter take it very seriously. But at the same time, you're putting Army Hammer in there with other people who maybe, you know, like Ali Michelle, who was nasty to people on set mm. and saying, well, look, she's bounced back. So it's possible to be uncancelled. Yeah. But what's missing here is the sexual assault like the allegations. story about the four-hour assault like that is shocking and that is a story that like mm. I, I barely but it's saw. not as sexy as a bit of a cannibalism joke because exactly. everyone thought that was very funny at the time exactly. so I mean sort of weird like you know it was this kind of wild celebrity story until yeah. you realize what is actually happening and I think so much of what he's built into this story he's trying to make it sound like he's the real victim because his family left him a normal hire him and he was suicidal he also talks about being assaulted in his life and the effect that's had on him and obviously like he's allowed to speak on that. But it did make me think of when all those allegations came out against Kevin Spacey. Mm. And then he came out with a video and said, you know, yes, I'm gay. And the idea was that, like, we weren't shaming you over being gay, even though yes. I know that's a real thing. Yes. It's about these sexual assault yes. charges and you can't marry the two and together. And you're now just using that as, like, a glossing over thing. And that's what I thought with Army Hammer too because he says this really tragic story about being abused by a priest or a pastor yeah. when he was younger. And that is horrible. And he then says that's what's led to my, you know, the way that I am sexually. But it's also glossing over the real problem here, which is, no, no, like, we don't get to use past abuse to blame current abuse. That's not okay. Yeah, That's exactly. just perpetuating the problem. And I think what's really coming through on this profile is that he's trying to show us the victim side of his yes. life. But what's coming through is how much power and privilege he really does have oh, yeah. because he's talking about being completely bankrupt but also remembering he comes from a very, very rich family. Yeah. And he still seems to have, even though a lot of people in Hollywood aren't publicly supporting him, they won't hire him, what's kind of unspoken through here is the amount of support he still has from being part of that rich white boys club mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Like Robert Downey Jr. has been funding him and like paying his bills and his medical bills. And, mm. you know, he's gone through addiction and different things. So maybe he kind of sees that as a way to pay for his rehab. And he also must feel comfortable enough to speak out against all these powerful people in the industry and say, I'm being used as a scapegoat, really hinting that there's a lot more of this going on behind the scenes, but he's the one who they've decided to push forward. Mm. So, but there's also a lot of privilege and safety and even being able to speak out like that. And the thing is, he's always going to have a voice. Like mm. he's always, people are always going to know, want to know what he says or what he thinks about this sort of thing because he has that underlay of support in Hollywood still. So as much as people want to feel sorry for him, I still feel like you've come out of this almost as lucky as you can be. So we will link the full article in the show notes. It's uh, quite long. There's a lot of kind of quotes there we didn't get to, but it'd be interesting for you guys to read it, make up your own minds and let us know what you think about the new Army Hammer story. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. And if you have thoughts on any of the topics we talked about, we want to hear them. DM us on The Spill Instagram or send an email to thespill at mamamia.com.au. This episode of The Spill was produced by Laura Brodnick and Cassie Merritt with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram page. Bye. Bye.